When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. sexy sex tonight you guys but welcome in to the phnx suns post game show unfortunately we get the sad sad music because the phoenix suns have fallen to the memphis grizzlies 121 to 115 i'm lindsey smith that's Saul bookman that's flex that's espo gerald borgay will be joining us later on in the show with updates from players and coach but guys how you feeling after that one tired tired i mean you can't turn the ball over and and then give them multiple second chance opportunities time after time after time again in the fourth quarter you just that just can't happen and that was the biggest reason why they just melted down in the fourth yeah i'm 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 looking at this game it's all about focus you just got to beat a memphis team you're up 13 you're up 11 going into the fourth you just got to have that mental focus to know that this is a game you got to finish the whole night felt like they were just playing down to the competition and just going with the flow and not taking advantage of leads and not trying to put the game away. They played with their food and they got their ass whooped. That's that's what it comes down to. I'm not feeding too much into it. Um, they just played a bad game and they got their bus whooped. That's this is, it. This is the same team we saw earlier in the year. It's the same fourth quarter script we saw earlier in the year. They It was a 16-point swing in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for that when you have – have the big three when you are at, at pretty much full strength and you can't finish the job. Absolutely no reason for it. The Grizzlies outshot them by 16% in the fourth quarter. It was, and they, and they had three fewer shots and they still outscored the Suns by 16 points in that fourth. This was an abysmal effort in the fourth. Uh, and we're getting to the point where excuses you're running out of them uh, you, when you play like this. This was a bad game. There's no there's no excuses. This was a bad game. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you, but am I the only one who doesn't feel like really that bad? I don't uh, know. Like, I don't know if it's just because I'm in a decent mood at the moment, if it's because I already got out all of my frustrations about this team. For a diehard roundtable that's coming out tomorrow, also become a diehard. Go phnx.com. But I'm just like, yeah, this game sucked. I didn't enjoy watching it. The Suns didn't do what they were supposed to do. But I don't feel bad, per se. Like, it doesn't feel like it felt when we lost in December. I don't have those same yeah, vibes. I don't either. I, I don't either. It's a disappointing I, loss for me. That's yeah, it. I mean, I've, I've never lived and died by every single game in an NBA right. season. And yep. I won't now. Uh they got things that they got to work on, uh, and and I know you know there's there's a section of people out there that were like, you know, the big three does matter. Well, uh, the big three can only matter so much until you turn the ball over. Same thing that's been happening all season. But, but they only you turned up, it over twelve times. Yeah, so but it's they, not it's, like they it's, did. It's when they turned it over. It's the key opportunities that they turned it over. Right, careless possessions in the fourth quarter. 
throwing the ball out of bounds when you don't need to do that, you know, forcing passes that don't need to happen. Like yeah. there, there, there's a difference between getting, if you, if you lose a turnover battle, okay, cool. But if you turn the ball over in key opportunities, when you're, when you're, when you're trying to get that bucket to give you from eight to 10, but you turn the ball over, they hit a three and cut it to five. Like yeah. those are the small things throughout a basketball yeah. game that are going to kill you. And there's a reason why the Suns keep losing fourth quarters. It's because they are sloppy overall. The multiple rebound, mm-hmm. offensive rebounds, like the they would even secure a rebound. Then it gets knocked mm-hmm. out of their hand. And, and you know, like yeah. those are the things that's just not championship basketball. So you got to play yeah. better than that in the fourth quarter. I, I, and, and the biggest thing that I will also say is it just felt like the Grizzlies played with more effort yeah. um, overall. Like they fought to get back into the game mm-hmm. and then they fought to take the lead. And mm-hmm. uh, you can't really say the same about the Suns. Yeah, but that's who the Grizzlies are. Yeah. Like that's a part of like, yeah. I know that they struggled a lot early on when Jaw was out the season, but that's always kind of been a little bit of their identity. And the Grizzlies are a really good fourth quarter team. They usually the Grizzlies suck in the first half and then they turn it on in the fourth quarter, especially whereas which the Suns have struggled in fourth quarters this season. Yeah, but okay, I get that that's what the Grizzlies are, but at what point do we just say this is what the Suns are? No, because they keep showing us that that they have a propensity, specifically in the fourth quarters, to to give up these leads. And I get it. We're gonna say, well, the the big three hasn't been healthy. Well, this we don't know that they're going to be ever healthy in this year, but what we've seen is they've been consistently inconsistent all year, and that's the only thing we can count on with this team is they're inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm uh, I'm not tripping on this game. It sucks. We lost. I hate that we lost. But you know, Kevin, guys like Kevin and Devin and Brad, you hear them say it all the time. It's a miss and make league. There's not too much to talk about. Look at the three-point shooting. They hit eight threes tonight. That's that's it. That's the ball game. They hit eight three-pointers. I mean, Grayson Allen by himself hit nine the other night. Mm-hmm. The shots go in, you win. They shut. They don't go in, you lose. I mean, it's that simple. They they lost this game at the three-point line, seventeen to eight. Y- y'all do the y'all mathematicians do the math. It's, it's it is what it is. That's the ball game, and so it's a miss or make league, Espo. I mean, the other night we won by twenty because Miami missed a shit ton of uh, three pointers, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Well, same thing. We just got it reversed. Should that happen? No, we're better than Memphis. I'm not worried. I'm not looking at this game saying, "Oh my God, Suns have a dramatic problem. We lost to Memphis." Nah, they they didn't make shots tonight. They weren't mentally focused. If anything, that's my biggest problem. Is you know, we have to get to the point where they're not playing down the competition or they're not losing focus in the middle of a game that's over. Like, uh, that, I, that I will say needs to get worked on. But the basketball aspect of it, look, just one of them nice. Look, they're, they're 19 and 17. If they had 25, 26 wins, I, I shrug off a loss like this because it's like, all right, you did have a bad night. But there's only so much, so many times you can – have these bad nights in the season before you start to go, okay, is this team just who they've been? I mean, they're they're 19 and 17. This was a team that everybody thought was going to be much better. And, like, again, all I believe in this team right now is they're consistently inconsistent. I don't feel like I can trust, you know, a performance Mm -hmm. like the other night because it's followed up with a performance like like tonight, especially on the front end of a back-to-back. You... You needed to take care of business, so you had some legs for tomorrow, and you couldn't shut the door going into the beginning of the fourth, and your guys played the entire game. 
the record part about it, I get what you're saying, Espo. But again, it's not an excuse. I mean, have they they haven't been healthy all year. So, you know, the record part of it, I, I get it, but I, I don't I don't think that's who the team is. I don't think you can look at the record and say this is who they are because of uh, you know, they just haven't had the full deck of cards. Tonight was a bad game. That's that's how that's just my opinion on it. Tonight was a bad game. Hopefully tomorrow they'll play better. Um, if not, that's a tough clipper team. They ain't trouble. I'm not entirely sure the Suns know who they are as a team just they yet. Don't. So I don't know that we can definitively say that this is who they are. Do I think they've shown us a fair amount where we're getting closer to that? Yeah, sure. But I don't think as a whole the Suns even really know. Um, entirely who they are as a team. But let's take a look at what's in the box presented by Desert Financial Credit Union, Arizona's number one credit union named by Forbes. Oh, what's in the box? Yeah, tough loss tonight. 121-115. Again, three-point line. Eight for 28, 29%. Grizzlies shoot 17 for 49, 35%. In my opinion, that's the ball game. Field goal percentage was pretty much right there. The Suns outshot them. 46 for uh, 102 for 45%. Grizzlies shoot 97 shots tonight, 43 on 97, 44%. The the rebounds is interesting. You know, it's 54 to 50, and it looks a lot closer. But, man, in that fourth quarter, they couldn't grab a rebound. They couldn't grab an offensive rebound. They couldn't grab a defensive rebound. Memphis was all over the glass. It looks like it's uh, just a four-rebound differential, but it it felt much worse going into that uh, fourth quarter. And then what Saul said, points off turnovers. They got 18. 18 points off our turnovers. We only had 12 turnovers, but they got 18 points off of it. So 18 to 12 in the points off turnovers, and that's how you lose a six-point game to the Memphis Grizzlies. And on the rebounding front, that 54, they were giving up a, a league-low 40, I think it was 40.8 rebounds a game. So that's almost 14 over their average as well. So this was not your typical night on the boards for the Phoenix Suns. So, and you, you know, said I'll, I'll give you that. You, know. yeah, you, were, you were saying that the whole time, like, we, we, we don't do that. And so this is why when we look at all the stats and we jumble everything together, you look at some anomalies and you're like, I know that's not the Phoenix Suns. We don't mm-hmm. do that on the glass. Yeah. The, the Grizzlies hit five threes in the, in the fourth. Suns hit zero. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the free throw line as well. The Grizzlies went to the free throw line nine times, hit eight. And the Suns only went four times, hitting two. Yep. So, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of things that you can point out yep. throughout the – Throughout this game, there it was ugly. And again, like I, I will say this, like I'm not hitting the panic button or anything like that. But what Espo saying is right. Like we we've seen this movie 17 times already. Like it's the same stuff that that has been, you know, hindering this team all season. Like sloppy play, you know, the rebounds at, at you know just inopportune times, turnovers at you know the bat the worst of times, like. And going cold when you don't need to go cold, like the fourth quarter seems to be a pretty big nemesis for this team right now. And I know they're going to figure some things out and, you know, they got to get adjusted to each other and blah, blah, blah. We've already, you know, we've talked about that at length. And I mean, I don't know what else more you can say. It's a fact that they got to still work on themselves and, and get some chemistry and figure things out. And I still believe that they can and they'll get better as the season goes on. But um, but some of the things, you know, the frustrating part is, is just the things that they can control that are outside of just the chemistry issues, mm-hmm. things that individual players can control, like effort on the boards, turning the ball over. Like, you have full control of that. 
you don't need to do what you're doing right now in order to give teams more opportunities to get back in games. And they got to figure this out. You bring up the three-point shooting uh, in the fourth, but in the second half, they were one of 11. You're not going to win NBA games when you go one of 11 from yeah. deep in, in a half of this basketball. Is, this is true, but the reason why I'm not buying the three-point argument is despite the fact they only hit one three, right, in the third quarter, they took a double-digit lead. Yeah. You know, because uh, everything else was going. Like, they were getting shots at the rim. It was falling. They were being aggressive. They were playing with purpose. But, you know, in the fourth quarter, it all flipped. Yeah. I mean, that is a big part of it, but I do think three-point shooting is something the Suns have um, relied on a little bit more this year than they have in years past. And I think the most frustrating part about the stats when you look um, at this game specifically from the three-point line is that the Grizzlies give up the second most threes in the league right now. Yeah, we only took 28. Yeah. And they took almost 50. Mm-hmm. So that that's a problem like, to me. We should have been able to take advantage yes. of that. That should have been uh, an easy way for the yeah. Suns to get points tonight. You know, they, because they, you have to take advantage of yeah. that when you're when you're playing an opponent and you know that's one of their weaknesses and you don't exploit it. That's on you. Well, yeah. and the Grizzlies have the, the the third worst uh, three point percentage given up this year. They give up thirty eight point seven percent from deep. So this isn't a great defensive team when it comes to the three point line either. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know this is one of those games where had the Suns won this game, we'd be playing the sexy sacks. Be dancing around. They won by two. How much does it change? I like feel- it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel any better or worse. It's like yeah, we beat Bailey, beat the Grizzlies. Like so, I'm not getting high. I'm not getting low. I mean, it's just one. Of, this is just a bad game. Whether they won or lost, it was a bad game. Brad Beal had a wide open three point shot. Two minutes left, up two. He makes that shot. You go up five games, Palio. He had a weird hesitation. Though. He, he took did. a dribble in it. He too. took a dribble. A lot of times, guys want to take the dribble, set their feet. Um, that kind of drives me crazy sometimes to take the shot in rhythm, but yeah, I mean, there was a couple of them. KG had a pull up. I mean, KD had a uh, pull up jumper about the two and a half minute mark to go up four. He just hit the same shot right, be- yeah. right before missed it. So yeah, I mean, it's, it looks like it was completely atrocious, but they had plenty of opportunities to win this game and they didn't. And Memphis took advantage and they did. So kudos to Memphis. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget to check out our friends over at Desert Financial Credit Union for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. And right now they want to hook you up with some bonus bucks. So when you open a free checking account online, you're going to get $200 in bonuses. So get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. And you can take that 200 and you can treat yourself to a night out at Four Peaks because Four Peaks has great vibes at their brewery. They've got delicious food and, of course, fantastic beer. And it's a new year, and that means they've got a new beer right now, you guys, the Bad Birdie Juicy Golden Ale. It's super drinkable and the perfect companion either at Four Peaks, at home, or at the tee box or um, when you're hanging out with your buddies on the golf course. So visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. You can check them out on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. But you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and we ask that you please drink responsibly. You know, there was a play uh, in the fourth quarter, and I feel like, and I'm not, obviously, this is not the, this, this, this single play was not the reason why the Suns lost, but it, it kind of gives you a little 
picture of what was going on in the fourth quarter. The Suns got the rebound, and uh, I, I don't know if it was Nurk. Maybe he passed it to Grayson, but I think, but Bradley Beal was expecting the outlet and he was in the corner and he just kind of sat there while the rest of the team was going down the court. Yeah. And I'm looking and I'm like, Brad, where the hell are you at? And then he finally crossed half court with like 14 seconds left to go. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? Like, why aren't you running with the team? Like what? Like, and it wasn't because of an attitude or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. It was just one of those things where he was trying to be like funny, I guess. And then he just left. Yeah. And I'm like, it's the fourth quarter. Can we take this a little more seriously? That's it. That's it. And yeah. I just, I feel like sometimes, you know, like, listen, I'm all cool with, you know, feeling good out there on the basketball court and doing what you got to do for everybody. Right. But I, I do wish that there was a little bit more intensity from this team in the fourth quarter. I feel like mm-hmm. they just kind of get lost. Um, they kind of had this, they kind of like have this glazed look over their face. Like they don't know who, who to go to or who's going to pull out a, a bucket. And it just is, I don't know. And, and I think that's the reason why the vibes are kind of low right now. Cause it's just like, I don't know. It wasn't the greatest basketball, you know, Memphis, you know, played their asses off and the Suns didn't. And you're sitting there looking at this team like you don't have you don't have the luxury right now to to fuck around because you might end up finding out because of the injuries. Like what you think these guys are going to be healthy for the next 50 games? No, that's not going to happen. So you got to take advantage of games like tonight when you do have all three guys. And that lack of effort in the fourth quarter is really, really what just frustrates the hell out of not only me, but also a lot of you in the chat and the fan base. It's just. They're taking things for granted right now, and it's it's gonna it's gonna I, it's gonna I th- bite them I in think the ass. that's my biggest thing: taking things for granted. I just I just feel again. I keep saying play down to the competition, and I just felt it the whole night. They didn't take this Memphis team serious. But good teams, great teams, don't do that. This They're not team great. Is, this team is middle of the pack right now, and at best. And I brought up the stat pregame, and I'll I'll bring it up updated now. They are four and thirteen when they're favored by four and a half or more in a game, which hammers home to me lesser competition. You're doing just what you're saying. You're playing down to them. You're and you're you're middle of the road in doing that. This is a team, and I get it. the The point spread isn't the end all be all. But when you're favored by four and a half, that ten or more, that says you're playing a significantly lesser opponent. And you're four and thirteen yeah. against the spread in those situations, which which means you're just playing bad basketball against inferior opponents. Yeah, I'm, again, it's just to me, it's a lack of focus. I I I, I was looking at some tonight, and I'm going to look at the tape when I get home. But I saw a different rhythm to the team versus Miami the other night. And KD comes back tonight, and that rhythm was completely gone. And so, again, it, it makes me wonder sometimes if these guys just start looking at each other and saying, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And you you can lose basketball games when you do that. Now, they don't do that every night. They're two, they're five and two in the last seven. Okay, so they're not playing horrendous basketball. They should have won tonight. It could be six and one in the last seven. I'm not going to sit here and act like – this team hasn't shown improvement. They've shown improvement. Tonight was a step in the wrong direction. 
But um, five and two in the last seven. Katie just came back. I'm not really tripping over this basketball game. I'm disappointed, but I don't live and die with every win and loss. I'm I'm over that. And you're not going to be able to with this basketball team. Well, and I think, too, that, like, yes, I am very disappointed in the way they played tonight. But we would have seen this more if, like, you rewind to the middle of December. This would have taken completely over this team, a loss like this. But we saw even on Wednesday when they lost to the Clippers – they still they went into the locker room. They had to talk about it, and they turned things on. Like we're seeing improvement from this team. And to your point with Kevin Durant coming back, like I think it's easier to navigate a big two than it is a big three. Yep. And they still haven't had a lot of opportunity to play together. And hopefully, we'll get that. Like I'm disappointed in tonight's game. This is not okay. But I don't think this is nearly as bad as where we were sitting in December. Agreed. I don't know. I just don't feel like it's that bad. I agree. But or I, as bad. Not not that it's not bad. I, I agree with that. It doesn't feel like like it did in December, you know, like, oh, the house is burning down. But the thing to me is Saul brings up the effort. That doesn't have anything to do with the big three trying to figure out how to play together. Mm-hmm. Nope. Like those... Those are the things I don't understand with this yeah. team is, you know, is that is where, where is that? Like that, that's not dependent on the big three knowing how, how to pass the ball to each other in certain situations. How does a guy, little things. how does a guy get a running start from the top of the key all the way down the lane with nobody within like three yards of them all the way down for the tip and dunk? How, how does that happen? How does that happen at the professional basketball level? I don't even understand it. I really don't. But Desmond Bain did it tonight, and the Suns had no interest in trying to block him out. Cool. Yeah. And that's effort. It's, I, get, I get what y'all saying, man. The effort is a little inconsistent. Again, <laughs> they play Miami. Miami won five out of six. They didn't play with Jimmy Butler. Miami's a hell of a basketball team, well coached. They're better than Memphis. The Suns drag them dudes down up the court 48 minutes just dominate that basketball game so again I, I I don't know maybe I look at basketball different I I just can't go crazy with a a game just a day a two days ago we're sitting here on a 20 point win and now you lose tonight and you I I'm not into that I'm not into like forgetting what happened just a day and a half like I, I don't do that tonight was a shitty game and again uh effort got nothing you you got the same effort I get that I'm, I'm going to go back to the three-point line. You make two more threes, you win the fucking game. Like, that's what it comes down to. Two more threes. You shot eight for 28. Like, you you missed 20. You make two more threes, you win this basketball game. So, it's a thin line. So, I, I, yeah, effort could be better, but it's a miss-or-make league, man. This is a miss-or-make league. Cross the board. Sacramento's pretty damn good. They were down 42 at the half today. That's a good basketball team, which is only three games better than us, by the way. And so I don't I don't think I'm gonna sit go home and watch the Sacramento game and say, oh shit, Sacramento ain't got no effort. They soft, they this, they that, they're not getting it together. They're only three games better than us. And and that's that 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 team just got their asses whooped and were down 42 at the half at home. So I I guess that's my thing. But, but oh, oh, I get th- I get that. But again, like I, it, you you you're playing a dangerous game if you're co- constantly comparing your team to other teams and based how they're doing, right? Like we've seen the Suns now for, let's do the math, 38 games, 36 games, 
36 games, right? Mm-hmm. And there, even in the wins, there's a lot of these repetitive issues, mm-hmm. com- competitive-wise. You know, the 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 effort, the turnovers, things like that. And your aspirations, and I know the Miami Heat made it to the to the finals last year. Mm-hmm. Cool, but your aspirations are to get to, to get to that level. And you don't have a culture with a coach and a GM yet that you've built for decades, right? The Miami Heat have that with Spolstra for the last 15 years. That's right. With a, the Suns don't have that. They're trying to figure out Vogel and they're trying to figure out all these new p- pieces and stuff like that. Like, so they have something to fall back on in terms of like the root of, of who they are, their DNA. I don't know what the Suns DNA You're is right. right now at all. Right. And so, it, you play that dangerous game, like I said, in, in terms of comparing us to other teams when they are in different positions than you are. So maybe like the Kings, for instance, they're down 42. But Mike Brown has established a kind of a culture there, and they know exactly what they're trying to do, and they showed it last year. And they have an off night is an off night, and I totally get that. But I also think that there's a lot that we still got to learn about this team, mm-hmm. and that's the scary part. I don't, I don't know who this team is. Uh, from night to night, they can be really, really fun, or they can be frustrating as hell. Who are they? And we're still and, finding it out. And for for me too, I the Kings are still a young, up and coming team, right? The expectation for this team was championship all in, and I get it. People are saying, "Well, you should you need to adjust the expectations," but I don't think you do when you put as much in. To this year and you you came in basically saying <clears throat> to hell with the future it's the now it's this year it's next year so i think the stakes are just higher in this so when you're sitting at 19 and 17 regardless of the injuries or whatever it just feels like it needs to be better and the kings were playing the pelicans right who are hot who have their guys the suns were playing uh, we're playing the Grizzlies, who had a nice win against LA the other night, but we're missing Jaw. It just it feels different to me, and at at some point maybe I do get past the well championship, and I just accept some of what's going on this year. But I don't feel like I I should have to because when you put together three guys as talented as Katie Booker and Beal, your expectations should be okay. High. So you, I want to piggyback off of that. I'm going to ask everybody here on this panel, honestly, we're, set, we're 19 and 17. Mm-hmm. If we had no injuries, if, if we if we play with a full deck of cards, we had no bad bill, 25 games out, we had, hypothetically, what, with what you've seen, what's our record? That's what's our problem. record? 19 and 17, what's I our record? I don't know. I have no idea. They could be 19 and 17 no still. They could be. I, 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 I totally disagree with that, man. There's no, I mean, I, I they're 19 to 17 with all the issues. I got to believe that if they're all healthy for a whole damn year, you add another five wins and take five wins off, five, take five losses off. This, emphatically, I will argue this shit till I, to, to my grave. You give me the full three for the whole damn season and 19 and 17 is 23 and 12. Yeah, but the... And a- that's... Top of the Western Conference. But the averages tell you you're not going to have that situation. We're living in the situation we are. Right. So And when he you, were eighth seed that had injuries last year, and when they got right, they made it to the finals. I get it. I'm just saying you're running out of that runway. There's I only so much we could I say get it. I get it. if 
because I I just hate that if we would have won tonight, this be a whole different. I, thing. I would still feel a similar way because even if you win by two, but you have a fourth quarter like that again, I go. I'm not sure who this group is still. Yeah, because they are still doing the same things <clears throat> that got you to a 19 and 17 record. Yeah, or or a 20 and 16. Either way, like I I just mm-hmm. go. I don't feel confident right now in this group being able to accomplish what they were put together to do based on some of the inefficiencies and inconsistencies we've seen. That's okay. my simple that's, point. That's fair. I mean, we, we agree to disagree there. I'm not panicking, man. I, I don't, I'm telling y'all. I, <laughs> I can't wait for the end of the season. I, I really can't. We'll, we'll see what you last. Somebody well, said something? Fucking said, Spartan 7 said, Flex that dude was playing the triangle when the Titanic sings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Man, no, I might have been. He was I might have been. when hey, the Titanic hey, sank. hey. Are we sure we're really sinking? Are we sure? <laughs> you know, you know, that water kind of looked like it's uh, not going to get that deep, right? Hey, you know, if we didn't hit that iceberg, we would have made it to the destination, you know. <laughs> we ain't really sinking. Can't no, your book right there. Team. We got They got a boat for us. <laughs> you know what that boat is? That boat is full of some burrows. Some burrows is a family-owned and operated. It is. Some burrows makes everything better. Let's Tell me it's go, not. Oh if your Titanic is sinking, grab a burrito. Tell <laughs> a burrito doesn't make everything better. Hey, a some burrows burrito does make everything Tell better. Tell me a burrito doesn't make everything I, I, better. I, I, I love some burrows, but hey, if I eat that shit before I fucking get in the water, I'm sinking all the way. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a you problem, <laughs> not an us problem. Some burrows is family owned and operated and was voted Arizona's most loved restaurant, Mexican restaurant. I did not have that on my 2024 Let calendar. Burrows, <laughs> Titanic, your some next burrows. meal, big or small, order online <laughs> or find one near you by visiting someburrows.com. Hey, uh, look at that. It's the best boat ever. It's full of some burrows. All right, swim over there. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. my goodness. Oh, also, you can have a great time out at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Like we They've did got today. An unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you will not find anywhere else. Their state of the art gaming floor has it all with over 800 slot machines, 15 blackjack tables, and live table games, and Arizona's largest casino sports book. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playatgila.com. For more details, it is true. When it comes, when it comes to flexing the suns, and I'm not, and I'm not. This is not no disrespect. Flex is never letting go. He's never letting go. He's holding on forever. Yeah. Flex believe- is holding on to that door, yeah. and I'm shaking. Yeah. <laughs> I believe right. in my guys. Let's look at some super chats here, guys, because I feel like we have a lot of things to get to that Ooh. you guys are feeling. Um. All right, Az Real Realtor. We're going to have to see if we can find a comment that they dropped because you sent us super chat, but you didn't add a comment. So if you want to just add another comment, you don't have to send another super chat. Just put a comment in the chat and we'll get to it. Okay. Don sent us one. Don said Ishbia needs to buy a spaceship to Moron Mountain so we can get Booker's talent back. I don't know what that is. Son, for fuck's sake, stop looking past inferior opponents. Okay. There you go. That's what he said to finish it off in all caps. What? (laughs) <laughs> That's a lot. Was Moron Mountain in Space Jam? Yeah. Was, that, was it was it called yeah. Moron Mountain? I'm pretty it? sure it was. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was Man, Space Jam. They yeah. were lax with what, what they uh, left it away in the okay. 90s. I'm pretty sure it was a Space Jam thing. That's <laughs> how I read it. Um, but I agree. They do need to stop um, looking down 
on inferior opponents. That's for sure. Go to tech review said, damn, y'all down bad. Learn from it and on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. We have no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Travis sent us one. Thank you, Travis. They said forgivable loss. If they can smoke LA tomorrow. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. I mean, honestly, do we not feel like a complete 180 tomorrow in the postgame if they beat the Clippers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah. But look, I mean, you always you always think, okay, we'd love to go 2-0 on a back-to-back, but 1-1 one one is is usually realistic in a lot of those situations. So you got to get one. Can't go 0-2 in the back-to-back. Now go get one. So. Mm-hmm. All right, we got one from Benjamin. Benjamin said, fourth quarter is when teams put – all other concerns aside and put their best foot forward. Suns suck at fourth quarters because their best foot isn't good. We don't know yet. They were pretty good on Friday. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty good on Friday. <laughs> they were decent in the second yeah. half on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, Grayson Allen was otherworldly. On, on Friday, Friday, yeah. So what was he tonight? He was okay. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it was I pretty mean, good. He, he was. He no, was okay I'm, not Grayson. I'm not no. mad at Grayson. I'm not mad at Grayson. Like, I don't I mean, expect. Him I'm not mad at Grayson. I'm, I just asked that question. Just so, so I want to, I want to, I want to talk about this for a second because this has come up multiple times on when from Wednesday's game, right? About how they played really well <laughs> in the second half, but they didn't play good in the first half, right? Mm-hmm. But because they were so far behind in the first half, yeah, they had, you know, they could never make up that gap, right? Um, I'm reminded of uh, of of my time in high school playing like really really good teams and doing the same thing and it's it's a bit of fool's gold because you know we 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 had a good fourth quarter so we're like man if we would have just played like that the whole game we would have beat them well yeah if ifs were a fifth we'd all be drunk like Devin Booker said like you got to play you got a ball all four quarters like if you can't do it from the start to the to the finish then then you're not a good team and I think that's the Suns are they're they're an average team right now. Their record says they're nineteen and seventeen. They are who they that's are. just a little bit above average. That's that's exactly who they are right now. And they got some things that they got to figure out. But by no means does it mean that they're going to be a nineteen and seventeen type team when they get to the end of the uh, of the season. We're just hoping that they start to take advantage of these small opportunities against these inferior opponents because when they got to play these big dogs. Like you're not going to win every single game against the big dogs. Like you're going to lose some. Yeah, you got to take advantage of the weaker ones. You're, you're costing yourself seeding. You're costing yourself playoff positioning. You're costing yourself a lot of opportunities, and you got to fix it. Agreed. And only two guys tonight shot over 50%. Devin Booker at 9 of 17. Drew Eubanks at 2 of 3. Yeah. Miss McLee. Miss McLee. I get it's as simple as that, but, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, this was a bad night from the field, mm-hmm. especially in that second half. So. Yeah. Okay, uh, AZ Real Realtor sent us one, and they said, this team lacks leadership, and they need it bad. Do you guys feel like this team lacks leadership right now? <sighs> I know we talked about it earlier on in the season. Do you feel but like with, it's still that way? Well, they're not going to get any more leadership. I will say that. I mean, I don't know if he's talking about players or coaches. But both, probably. It, he could. It could be both. Um, from a player perspective, you got Kevin Durant, Devin Book, and Bradley Beal. There's no one walking in the door that I think is going to supplant any of those three guys. So if you if it's from a player perspective, hey, what you got is what you got. Um, from a coaching perspective, maybe that's something that could be looked at. I, I will say this, and you brought up high school. Um, I mean, players play the games, coaches coach the games. 
coaches have a responsibility to see when the when the players are not engaged mm-hmm. and when the players are not focused and when the awareness isn't there. And I know my coach would stop, call timeout, and say, yo, guys, like the last three minutes have been shitty. Let's get it together. You know, when you're up 13, you're up 11 going into the fourth, ah, man, this is a tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I'll tell you tomorrow how I feel about leadership because I feel like, okay, you can have an off night. It's how you respond to things. It's how you bounce back. It's how you look when you're in the adversity and, and you're staring in the face. I think that's when you see the leadership, the coaching, those kind of things. How does it turn out tomorrow night? I think we'll know a lot uh, about about that kind of a subject tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Before we look at more super chats, uh, we do have some sound from Kevin Durant on whether the Suns' lack of reps together with the big three is being overlooked in a loss like this. Only results matter to people that's watching. Um, and context really doesn't matter. So whatever it is, I mean, we know what it takes uh, to build a good team. Uh, and expectations from the outside really shouldn't concern us. But we understand that the time we had people you know, expect so much out of us and be disappointed when we take losses like this. So we just got to lock in and be better. So, I mean, no excuses from KD there. He said results are all that matter to the people watching, so context doesn't really matter that much. Like, sounds like, I mean, it's kind of like an addressing of the situation that, yeah, we haven't gotten it, but at the end of the day, nobody's really going to care. They're going to care whether we win or lose, so we just got to lock in and do our jobs. Yeah, It is as simple as that. I mean, they didn't tonight. They didn't get the win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, mean, I wish there was more to say than that, but that's the reality, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's facts. All right. Let's go back to some super chats because we got one that um, addresses some things that KD said yesterday in one of the Suns courtside chats. So, Girthquake416 sent us one thank you. We appreciate you. They said that sit down interview yesterday, the big three was more. Hold on, let me try this again. That sit-down interview yesterday, the big three, more specific, KD, casually said the guys sometimes stay up until 3 a.m. playing video games. The product on the floor has been dog shit lately. Is this a cause for concern to you guys? So, (laughs) I don't know why Saul just left. Um, But my take on this is no, as far as the playing video games until 3 a.m. Like there could be much worse things that guys are out doing until 3 a.m. And that guys are doing until 3 a.m. I just think it's one of those things where it's like, you're a professional athlete. You're going to be out. You're going to be awake. Your schedule is different all the time. This isn't a goddamn CPA Go staying up till 3 a.m. when he's got to get up at 6 a.m. to Correct. go to the office and crunch numbers. Correct. Like these are guys that are expected to be at their peak mental performance from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. And then there's a there's a whole decompression buzz and then time, decompression yeah. time exactly. that you go through. Like even like, for you're us, eating at fucking 10:30 at night when you're yeah. a basketball like, player. Like even for us working in this industry, like especially when I was working for teams. Because you have a couple hours after the game where you're still doing things. And guys do the same things. You know what I mean? Like, it still takes like an hour for them or so to get out of the arena. Yeah. Then there's like a come down period. Yeah, right? you have to. Like, you have to think about it as if like you, if you're 
if you're in your job, you present to your boss every day at noon, you're probably going to be the most awake, aware, and like at your peak at noon, because that's when you have to perform the best, right? These guys are at the the height of their day from like 7 to 10.30 p.m. So it's going to take a while for them to kind of wind down. You know what I mean? Different time zones. Yeah. Like it just, it's one of those weird schedules that it's really hard to understand until you're kind of in the thick of it. And then you're like, yeah, no, that kind of makes sense why they'd be up that way. Like, have you ever worked at like a job that has just been stressful? Like yes, and, and, every day. And, and, yeah, I mean, this like, one. Well, like, 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 honestly, like facts, like, the, you know, it, it gets stressful around here from time to time. Like, we have a lot of things that we're trying to get accomplished and stuff. And so when I go home, honestly, sometimes the last thing I want to do is watch sports. I just need to take my mind away from sports just to kind of decompress, yeah. get away from it for a little bit, you know, enjoy time with the family or go, like, build something in the garage or barbecue or whatever, right? I just... I just need to decompress. Like, I'm cool with these guys doing this at th- until 3 o'clock in the morning rather than a lot of NBA players when they come to town. Yeah. They're out till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning in Scottsdale. They're out, you know, clubbing. They're going to get drinks. And then they come in and they play a game. And you would never know. Sometimes you would never know. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, all because you don't know what's going on and you assume, oh, the video game. I heard it was the video games, so it must be the video games as to why they're not playing well. Damn, half the damn league is playing video games. The other half has kids yeah. and they got babies that are got to take care of, you know, with their significant others in the middle of the night. You know, when the baby cries at 1.30 in the morning and you got to stay up until 4, yeah. like, it would, now we're going to knock people for having kids? Like, come <laughs> right. on, man. Yeah, like, yeah. we got to stop with these external <laughs> excuses, man. Yeah. Yeah. These guys are professional athletes. They've been doing this since they were fucking three yeah. playing video games. Yeah. Like all of them. Every single last That's one of them. That's how half of them met. Yeah, exactly. They met playing so video like, games. This, this video game knock is just the most ridiculous thing ever. It's like my my utter kryptonite. I fucking hate that topic with with yeah. all my being. I, I, no offense. No. I appreciate the comment and thank you for the mm. super chat. But, man, we are not going there with the yeah. video game stuff, man. I'm I, just not trying to hear it. I will say this. You finish the game. You jump on a plane. You get to the hotel. It's late as hell. A lot of times, these guys need treatment. A lot of times, these guys are coming from a rough game, sore muscle, ankle. They'll be, they'll be icing their foot while they're playing the video game. That's just part of how they operate. They incorporate the shit into their world. And like you said, I rather them be in a hotel room resting or in their house, mm-hmm. actually resting their body, playing some video games than out in what I've seen in New York. Yeah. like Or Houston yeah. or just random yeah. trip, day trips I mean, to Vegas or wherever. I used to go to clubs where the Knicks used to be there all night. Well, <clears> the <throat> Knicks aren't a great yeah, example. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, but like Chris too says, anyway. I actually think the pressure we put on these athletes, uh, you got to go back down low. Yeah. Uh, the, the pressure we put on these athletes uh, for them to play a game is insane. I'm like, yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It is. But listen, like, a lot of people just live and die with every single game. Every single game. Hell, even uh, Darvin Ham was talking about it. Like, we, we got to stop. We got to stop. Like, sometimes we're going to have bad games. And, like, yeah, I'm disappointed that they lost the game tonight. But I don't – I'm not, like, panicking or anything like that. Like, I, I'm i just interested to see where they're going to go because I can't, I can't put a finger – on on their identity and that's the thing that's probably a little bit more uh Mm -hmm. just unappealing about this team is because i don't know who they're trying to be 
I don't know what they want to be. I don't know what their go-to is. I don't know what their DNA is because it's inconsistent on, on, on a day-to-day basis. So that's, that's where I go with this is like the stress. Yes. But it's also because of how we react to every single game. You know, you got Ish Wainwright getting cut yesterday and motherfuckers are out there just like, Oh, he's trash. He should never freaking see the court again. I'm like, dude, he made it somewhere where you didn't. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, and for people to go out of their way, it has nothing to do with them, but they got to go out of their way to dog on people and trash people and tear people down that utterly have nothing to do with their life. And they could have just went right by a yeah. tweet or they could have just not said something like they don't I even know these people. in the middle of the game. You want to say something cool, whatever. But like you add an athlete and you start talking shit to them because they missed a layup in a game like. Stop. Um, okay, real quick. One final thing, and then we're going to move on. Brandon in the oh. chat said, and a couple other people kind of brought this up. Isn't this why everyone wanted DA out, and now it doesn't matter all of a sudden? No. Not on this panel. No. Nope. I can't speak no. for anybody in the chat or anybody on social, but on this program, none of us gave two Zero. shits about DA playing Zero. video games. The biggest gripe about DA was the consistency, the super high, the super low, night in and night out. But outside of that, we're going to move in. Uh, we're going to move on to the next Super Chat because I don't want to open that can of worms. Next up, we have one from Psycho Blue. Thank you, Psycho Blue. They said, Basketball Cthulhu is going back to bed. Too many open back doors and too many missed bunnies. And, of course, we can't buy a call, dot, 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 right? Yeah. All, yeah. all correct. All that's right. Yeah. yeah. The officiating tonight was a, was a little bit. Like, they kind of let Book get beat up a little bit, it felt like. Nurk, too. Yeah. It seems like Nurk all the time. Yeah, they hit the but especially with tonight with Book. And one thing that I am a little bit um, <laughs> concerned about, which we'll hopefully be able to get a little more context from Gerald when he joins us later in the show. Gerald did tweet out, I asked Frank Vogel about the ankle turn and the shots to the ribs that Devin Booker took tonight. He said the ankle was fine. He has not gotten an update on the ribs yet. So I'm not saying that means something, but usually if you're going to give an update about one injury, you would have maybe a second one. I don't know. Well, well, maybe can, the ankle because they had to have time to look at That's it. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. And then, um, yeah, the ribs are just waiting. Yeah, but, but we'll keep an eye out on that and uh, maybe get a little information in the next couple of uh, hours and or before tomorrow's game. Tim from Phoenix sent us one and they said Vogel said on December 19th, Quote, big picture, end quote, doesn't see fourth quarter as a huge issue. Breaking news, we still suck <laughs> at fourth quarters. I agree. I do think that the Suns need to prioritize figuring out what's going on in the fourth quarter. I know Frank Vogel also said after tonight's win that they'll have to look at the tape um, and mention that he has to get better about getting Devin Booker more shots in that fourth quarter specifically. So again, Hopefully, Gerald will be able to provide a little bit more on a, on that for us here in just a few minutes when he joins. Will sent us a super chat. They said, Vogel worries me. He doesn't have an ability to rally the team, uh, designate plays out of timeout, and correct bad behavior. He looks like he doesn't care. I don't agree on the plays out of timeout because just the last game, we were talking about how crisp it was out of timeouts, how they were converting with ease out of timeout. So I don't agree with that part in particular. Rallying the team, I don't know. I mean, I, 
how many coaches are rah rah? Let's go get them. Like, does that shit work either? I mean, we got a Monty because he was using all these Montyisms and trying to get the guys fired up. Like, I don't know. I don't. I can't read that stuff. I'm not in the room. So. Um, like the thing that sticks out the most about that comment is he looks like he doesn't care. I I don't see that. I don't see that. No, no, I I don't agree with that. I mean, hasn't he gotten more texts this year already than yes, like Monty did yes. in his whole tenure? Probably. Monty never oh, got yeah. a text. He oh, was yeah. very even kill on the sidelines. At least yeah. Frank will yell a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how you determine who cares more. Huh. In those settings based on like that. Plus, you're not in the room. You're not like I it's tough to make the assessment just based on the the small things we're seeing on TV of a coach on the sideline. And and one a last thing I'll add to that is it's easy to say that from watching the TV and then you get on the bench and it's Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and you know these are three of the best guys in the world. You ain't going to be in their face going crazy. That's just not how you handle things at that level. There's a way to do it. And I think Frank is somehow, some way doing that. He just doesn't, you don't see it on the screen. I spent three seasons sitting courtside next to the bench, like caddy corner from the bench. And while you don't see a lot of things on TV, when you sit that close mm -hmm. and you hear what a coach is saying, the things he's doing, what he's talking to his team about in the huddle, what he's talking to his coaches about, what he's yelling at the refs, like you get a better picture of it. And I don't think you get the full full view of it watching or even sometimes sitting 15, 20 rows up in there because the coach may look like he's standing there, not not saying much of anything. And he there's a constant dialogue yeah. going on between the team, the coaches and and the refs. And so I think it's a little tough to judge that way. All right, guys, before we do a couple more super chats here, we do have a sound from Devin Booker on the Suns' offensive struggles and whether a lack of reps with the big three played a factor. Yeah, we just need to go to our next option. Um, you know, sometimes when the first option is taken away, you know, like we said, how they're playing, just over-denying everything, um, you know, it has to be, you know, immediate you know, just next action, go to, you know, the next person, go dribble hand off somewhere else. Um, stop playing so slow. Is that part of, does part of that come with just getting more reps with, I mean, this is only like the fifth game, I think, the three of you have been out there together? Um, no, I think we should have it down by now. Yes. I didn't hear that. He said, he said, is it because you guys haven't had enough reps with, you got the big three only playing five games together right now. And Devin's face immediately was just like, no, no. Yeah. like, th like those three, those three should be playing better together than they are. Yeah. Like that's just ball. And they've been playing together all summer. Once the Beal trade happened, like they've been um, going to the gym together. They've been counts. playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. <sighs> what are you going to do? Not a lot you can do at this point. We just need to figure it out. Um, but listen, we have a couple more Super Chats to get to. Gerald is joining us here in about five minutes. Uh, real quick, I do want to check in, though, and see how we all did on our bets tonight. About did anybody win? Suns. Did anybody win? No. No? We all lost. Unfortunately. Well, Saul didn't technically Saul lose. technically didn't lose. He pushed because John Morant didn't play, so his bet got canceled. So he's still at $11. I lost. I'm at $36.58 now. 
Flex also lost. He's minus that ain't me. $78.27. Emma fixed his face and now he is, <laughs> has a sad face because he's in the negative. And Espo under a hundred bucks. Now you are at $98.50. Listen. What? what are, yeah, and you're at 38. Congratulations. What's because you're leading us. So I would tell you you're under a hundred dollars the same way that if Saul went into the negative, I would lead with that too. It was the way you said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Get up out your feels, Espo. If you guys want to get in on the action, make sure you sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app using the bonus code PHNX. When you use that bonus code, they're going to hook you up with a $1,500 first bet offer. All you have to do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. one 800 981 23 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. <laughs> Suck it, Ontario! Uh, Brittany asked how I lost. It was because it wasn't the final score after the second quarter, which would have been five or six. It was just the second quarter margin. So I had to win the second quarter by five or six, not the score. Um, also, if you guys are looking to save some pennies on your gas, which listen, it's important when you can get a discount on gas because one, it doesn't come very often. And two, gas is expensive. Circle K wants to help you out with that with their free membership program, Inner Circle. You save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You save three cents per gallon every single time after that. And once you hit a certain threshold, you can bump that up to five cents per yeah. gallon get, get as more, well. Get more gas than a boat full of burritos. Yeah, absolutely. And of <laughs> course, coupons on snacks and a lot of other goodies. So join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. All right. You guys want to name our big, bright, shiny star while if we, we wait for to. Gerald? If we have to. I mean, I, we don't have to. We can pass. We can skip it if you guys don't Let's want to. It. We're going to skip it. There's you don't feel really like it deserves it today. Who who would it be? Yeah. Nurk. Nurk. <clears throat> 20, gonna almost, go to, it was going to go to Nurk. 18 points, 19 rebounds, 5 assists. I guess there's Got his a ass beat by physically. Uh, good game, Nurk. Almost 20-25. That's a good game. But when you lose, who gives a shit? But I mean, no. I do. No, I, I get no, no. Nurk, Nurk played hard tonight. <laughs> Listen, twenty twenty and five is a good basketball game. Yeah. It is. I don't know. All right, congratulations, Nurk. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. You're a big, bright, shiny star. Yay! In the darkness, beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, you guys. Hi, Gerald. Welcome in. Uh, glad to have you here. Got a couple big spots of conversation to talk with you about tonight, but I think the biggest one we can start with is the fourth quarter and just the letdown within that quarter. What did Frank Vogel and the players say about that? Yeah, Vogel said he's got to look at the film, but his initial feeling is that he's got to do a better job of putting guys in spots, particularly getting, you know, Devin Booker more shots. I think he only took two 
in that fourth quarter. Um, you know, Kevin Durant was saying that he felt like they got some good looks. A couple of his just didn't fall. He felt like a couple of the Suns didn't fall. Um, but a lot of them were pointing more so to the defensive end. They weren't getting stops. Obviously, they got outshot by, I think, 21 three-point attempts tonight. And even with the Grizzlies being the worst three-point shooting team in the NBA, you're just fighting an uphill battle against basic math at that point. Um, and, and Vogel pointed out, I think they hit 23 against the Lakers the other day. So uh, they weren't as good about – they were good about keeping them out of the paint, but they weren't as good about closing out on the shooters that they needed to recover to. Uh, and I think that hurt them tonight. So a lot of different problems. You know, I, I asked Book if the lack of reps with the big three is something that played a factor into them playing slow offensively. And as you saw from the clip, I'm sure – he said, no, nah, we should be past that by now. So it's one of those stark reminders that as much as it looked like they were turning things around, it's still a work in progress with the big three being out there and getting those reps together. Gerald, is this your fault because you were back in the building? They played pretty well while you were gone. I know. I think I'm the problem. They, I, the last <laughs> time I was in this building was Christmas, and we all know what happened on Christmas. So I, I think it might be me. I don't know. I think so, Gerald, yeah. unfortunately. What was what was the sense from from Frank from Book? I mean, is this uh, is this a feel that, that that you can sense the frustration, or is this still kind of the same? We get it. On to the next one. We'll be in LA tomorrow. I think there's a little bit of both. I think it's mostly frustration because this is a bad loss. Like, there's no way around it. Whether you know, we could talk about this only being the fifth or sixth game with the big three, whatever it is, but it's still an inexcusable loss. Like the Grizzlies have been playing better recently since Jaw came back, not having him out obviously is part of that. But Marcus Smart is someone who wasn't there the first two times they played. Uh, he played really well. I, I think it's a case of like, this is an improved Grizzlies team. The Suns are just kind of a little dumbfounded, I think, in terms of like, man, we were turning it around. What the hell happened? Like we, we thought, we had exercised some of these demons, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think part of it, like they might need to tweak the rotation a little bit because they've gone back to Devin Booker playing all of the first quarter, all of the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, he comes in with only about six minutes left. I think it's hard to get in a flow. Then when the game, the flow of the game has kind of changed and the Grizzlies make that run, they've got to find a better lineup to start fourth quarters as well they had to go with save and lead to start that fourth quarter because Josh Okogie was in foul trouble it's just little things like that that add up and lead to you know a 14-1 run to start the fourth which is basically where that game was won and lost Gerald one of the things that I, I keep pointing out is we we're now through 36 games and I have no idea what the Suns identity is like what 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 are they like you know like we know that they have the offensive firepower to be able to keep heat with everybody, but defensively, you know, you thought Vogel was going to be able to shore that up a little bit. That's been a rough go. Um, and from game to game, we don't know what they're going to rely on in terms of shooting or, you know, the, the turnovers have been kind of erratic rebounds. You know, like it just, I don't know when I look at this team, what they are. And do, do you have any sense that, do you have a sense of what you think that they are? Does, do the players have any idea what their identity is supposed to be or what their goal is actually supposed to be in terms of that identity? Because I'm kind of lost when it comes to that. I, I think they have an idea of what they want to be and what they're supposed to be. They just haven't been able to become that yet. And I think that's what's so frustrating about tonight's loss is that like the Grizzlies are not as bad as the Portland Trailblazers team they lost to a few weeks ago or some of the really bad losses they have this season, even with John Moran out. 
but like they were putting rhythm together. They were putting on both ends of the floor, really. They looked great offensively, and then defensively, they were keeping opponents out of the paint, which has been a big focus. They were doing better with their ball containment, which has been a big focus. And then tonight, it just felt like kind of a step backward, um, especially in those second and fourth quarters in the non-book minutes. And, and it's kind of hard to figure out what this team's identity is because there are things that they say they want to do. They want to shoot more threes. They want to play faster all this stuff, but they're not playing at a fast pace, really. They're only doing that when they get stops. They're a very average team defensively. They're middle of the pack still and, and probably took a step backward in that category tonight with this loss. So it's it's hard to pinpoint, you know, the difference between what they want to be, what they should be, and what they currently are. What they currently are is a team that still needs more reps together with the big three, with their rotations, that needs to stop turning the ball over and that honestly is going to be a little undersized. I think the Grizzlies are a team that is suited to take advantage of that on the offensive glass when they're starting that lineup with Book, Bradley Beal, and Grayson Allen. It's a, a weakness that Frank Vogel has acknowledged, but he feels like they have the offensive firepower to overcome it. The Grizzlies are a team that plays too big, so that's going to make it harder to get away with lineups like that. So it's also a matchup thing in this case, I think. Hey, G, I, I noticed this is something I noticed, and I want your opinion on it. Like, when we played against the Heat the other day, the ball seemed to be zipping around. There was a lot more movement, just a lot more flow to the offense. And then Kevin comes back today, and it felt like in a lot of spurts during the game, it was very stagnant, very you-go-I-go, you-go-I-go, kind of waiting for somebody to save the day, or, or for lack of better words, waiting for Memphis to fold, as opposed to just playing basketball and I kind of felt this way when they had book and KD playing and then Beal came back and was inserted I think it was the net game I kind of felt that do you sense any of that like I know they keep saying you know do they need more time together but I feel like my biggest problem is every time they start to build some time together You'll have one of them go out for two games. And then it's like a reacclimation period for like a game where it just looks really weird. And then they figure it out. Do you see any of that? No, I, I think you nailed it. And I think that's kind of why I asked both Book and KD about that, you know, the lack of reps together. Because, you know, I understand. Like they have the talent to be able to overcome that type of stuff against a lot of teams. Um, but the NBA doesn't give you nights off anymore. Like there are very few teams in the NBA that you can look at and be like, yeah, that's an easy win. Uh, and, I, and I think that's kind of showing a little bit the lack of continuity because it feels like every time they start to build towards something, one of them goes out for a couple of games, like KD with the hammy in this case. Um, and, and it's tough to keep starting from scratch and saying, okay, let's build on this thing that we had a week ago. Now let's build on it again. And uh, it's tough. I, I think they're... I think that they're moving in the right direction. Like four and two on the homestand is pretty good. They should have been five and one. Um, this was a bad loss. I'm not going to excuse that or beat around the bush with that. But I do think overall over these last couple of weeks, they've moved in the right direction. Now they just have to keep putting it together with Durant out there. And I think that'll take time because like you said, there is a your turn, my turn kind of approach to the game right now. The ball's not moving and, I think they need to figure out how to do that better with Kevin Durant on the floor um, because he's not a ball stopper. He's not a ball hog by any means, but it does feel like, you know, the offense wasn't moving as well. The ball wasn't moving as well tonight. 
I, I know earlier in the week Frank Vogel had talked about tightening rotations, and I get it. There's been some injuries, but are you surprised uh, that KBD has kind of gotten back in there and played uh, more than we've seen him as of late over the last few games here? I kind of feel like this is his last stand. Drew Eubanks got a similar chance, has kind of shown back up, but KBD's kind of flatlined again. Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely surprised just because Nasir Little being out has played a factor in that. And then also, like, Yuta not doing well the other night when he got an opportunity has kind of hurt. Like, they, they need a backup wing in there. And I think with Kevin Durant out, that really exacerbates the wing rotation there. So I think that's kind of why he got his opportunity. And then again tonight. Um, so it, it's one of those tough situations where he's – done okay defensively but it's the offensive end where you really need him to just knock down a three here or there he did hit one corner three but he does he hasn't brought a lot on that end of the table and it's kind of disappointing because there was it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about him possibly competing for the fifth starting job mm-hmm. um and, and now it's kind of like okay is he gonna get any minutes come playoff time i i, I don't know if i see it right now yeah i'm not a big plus minus guy but i saw he's a minus 103 in fourth quarters uh that ain't great even even for someone that doesn't believe in that stat i know that says not good things so (laughs) yeah definitely not hey gerald i know that you had tweeted out frank vogel said that book's ankle is fine but that he hadn't heard on the ribs yet when you talked to Devin, did you ask him is he did he say he was feeling okay or anything yeah Dwayne asked him about the ankle and the ribs and he said he's feeling fine his typical you know, two word response. It's fine. <laughs> Afterwards, like he's now, even if he, his, his foot could be chopped off underneath the podium and he'd never tell us, he'd say it's fine. So yeah. I don't, we'll, we'll wait and see and hear from the team uh, to get an official diagnosis on, on the ribs, especially cause it did look like he was wincing in pain there. He took a couple of shots for Marcus smart down the stretch there in the ribs. Um, and the fact that Frank Vogel kind of mentioned the ribs specifically was interesting to me, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully it's nothing too severe. Uh, the back-to-back tomorrow doesn't help, though. Yeah. Uh, I just want to round this out and get your a gauge on where you are uh, personally about this game on a scale of 1 to 10. Like, where where are you sitting about this game? Like, concern level? Um, yeah. Probably like a 5 or a 6, honestly. Like, it's it's a bad game, don't get me wrong, but they've been better over this stretch I think there's still that acclimation process that we were talking about with the big three, and there's no excuse. They have more than enough talent to beat a team like this. It's a bad loss, Um, but I do think it's going to take more time than we were hoping or anticipating to get three superstar talents on the same page to where it's all flowing offensively. And and we've seen it with that starting group in particular for the most part in the first three games they played together, but... Again, this was only the fourth time we've seen that starting lineup together, so it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. Can I address one thing before we go, Lindsay? I've seen in the chat a lot of people saying this is just a terrible rebounding team. It's been like that all year. Statistically, it's not the truth. They're a middle-of-the-pack team in in rebounds, averaging 43.5, which will go up tonight because they had more than that. Uh, And they going into tonight's game – allowed the fewest rebounds of any team in the NBA, like I said earlier, at 40.5. Uh, so this is not a case of this is just a horrible rebounding team that has not been the way it's played out. Tonight, 
they could have been significantly better, but that is not the way this has played out all year. Gerald, I just wanted to make you proud bringing up statistics. So. <laughs> I'm so proud. You cited plus minus and you brought up rebounding stats. Look at you go. Yeah, well, you know what? Statistics can, you know what? Because I use statistics for my bet today and that shit she didn't did. work. <laughs> so they're trash. They're trash. That's, That's all I'm going to say. Gerald, thanks for coming by and providing us the information that we so desperately desire from players and coaches. Everyone, make sure you give him a follow on social at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, go read his stuff over at gophnext.com. Bye, Gerald. Peace out, Bye, guys. All right. Let's take a peek at the rest of our super chats here. We've got one from Mike Kafka. They said, can anyone recall an NBA team built around three players that had this much turmoil with one or two of the big three sitting out. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if it's turmoil. Yeah, that's the wrong word. Yeah, think, ter- yeah. turmoil probably isn't. Yeah, I mean that that would that would mean like they have a lot of right. off the court shenanigans. Inconsistency. Going on. Well, I mean, yeah. turmoil is also like just dealing with a lot of. It's just injuries. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just injuries. Like I don't think that's turmoil. Okay. I don't know. I. I don't think it was the same, but like the the Miami Heat, the first year had yeah. their up and down, da- ups yeah. and downs. They, they didn't start. Things. They didn't start out so hot. No, I think they started like, off like eight and twelve or something. Yeah. Like that. So I mean, yeah. it, it, I'd have to go back and research to find specific examples. You know, the the big threes that stick out in your mind are the ones that work. But you could argue, go back and look at the first Brooklyn big three. What was it? KG, KG, I, Joe Johnson, and Paul Pierce. Yeah, like yeah. They, that group struggled mightily. Uh, the L.A. Lakers, uh, the the Nash, Nash Dwight uh, Howard, and Kobe, Kobe. Yeah. they yeah. struggled. Like I granted, those aren't good examples the way it ended, but those are examples, yeah. nonetheless, of of groups of three that uh, that struggled out the, the gate. The first big three that I can recall, like in terms of free agency and trade, getting was the Celtics mm-hmm. with the KG, Paul Pierce, yeah. and, and and Ray Allen. <laughs> that worked out, and they went to the finals two years in a row. But that was such a rare breed uh, of guys because all three of them had different styles. Um, and when yeah. you look at this team, like you have three guys that can shoot from the mid. They can shoot from all three levels for sure. But like Beal and Book are, are kind of the same a little bit. And then the way KD goes about his game and Book, they kind of run into each other yeah. a little bit. There's a lot of crossover with those three. Yeah. So it's hard to identify like what – each one should be doing uh, yeah. more often than not, and so they'll work it out. It's just it's going to be it's going to be a chore. Mm-hmm. Pre rest said Dre Kaminga CP3 for Beal salary Come on. and all seconds. No, that's Isn't he got CP3 he's got to be not- joking. He's got to be joking. I don't think he's joking. What wouldn't matter? We well, say CP, 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 CP just got like hand surgery. Yeah, he fractured yeah, his he hand. Fractured his he? hand. He's out. Like Come we're not on, getting yeah. CP. No. no. Uh, the haunted Kiwi. I love that name. Says at the end of the day, five hundred teams don't win titles. Okay. Yeah. True. I mean. Yeah, but they, no team wins titles in January. That's so you right. Say that too. That's right. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Go to Tech Review sent us another one. They said West is still tight, but we need some urgency. I couldn't agree more. No one's yes. running away in the West. Yes. No, no one's running away in the West. That's the luckiest thing about this is well, you, is can that, still, yeah. you can still wind up in, in a top four spot if you get hot at a certain point because mm-hmm. it's so so bunched up. So that's the that's the biggest bright spot, I think, is you're, you're yeah. still within striking. And, and there's times that I think that's part of 
what's happening. Like there's times that I think that this part that there there are days where I wonder if this West was tighter. I mean, not tighter, but if there was someone separating, or there was a clear cut team. Do you rest some of these guys as much as you rest them? Right? Are they? You're like, you know, Kevin, take another day off. Oh, book, take another day off. Oh, Eric Gordon, take some time. Make sure it's right. Like, there's a lot of that going on, and so that makes me feel like. Are they really in that sense of urgency mode or are they just looking at the landscape and saying, man, we know when we're healthy, we can compete with any of these teams. There's no one running away. And so get all this kinks out early and let's see what happens. Again, I'm not trying to make an excuse, but I'm just saying that's that's what it is right now. No one's running away with anything. I mean, the Lakers played last night, right? The Lakers yeah. played last night and LeBron after the game said, we just suck right now. Mm-hmm. Like they, right they were now. Happy. And now they're beating the Clippers. They're yep. tied. Oh, well, they just went up. 101, 98, 41 so, seconds left. So, you know, it, there's still plenty of time. There's always a reason to be optimistic. Nobody's saying that the Suns are going to win the championship. Nobody's saying that they're going to be the, the number one or two seed, that they're going right. to figure this all out and they're going to just <clears throat> obliterate everybody. Nobody's saying that. But, you know, I do expect them to get better. And I hope to see better basketball moving forward, especially in the fourth quarter. I think that... I think that that is a realistic expectation. I agree. Thunderstand brought up the Lakers. Clippers said if the Lakers beat the Clips, cherry on the cake tonight. Yeah, and oh. the Clips are on a back to back too. I know that's kind of cheating a little bit because he's staying home. He's playing. I get that. Yeah, but it's only a forty-five minute flight from here too. Not so far. Yeah. Not so yeah. yeah, we're getting a Clippers team on a back to back as well. So. We'll see how it so goes. So it's an even playing field. Yeah. All right. Go to Tech Review sent us one. They said chat needs some chill and some Call of Duty tonight. For real, for real, winky face emoji. I'm going home to decompress. <laughs> I think we should all go home right now or when we wrap up here. Mm-hmm. Maybe play a little Call of Duty, whatever want? video game is your video game of choice. Or just something else, that, you know, take a bath. I gotta go answer Jared's questions. questions. I, I gotta ask my guy to the left here. Do whatever you gotta What's do. What's the go-to? What's the go-to decompression right now when you go home? <laughs> I don't think you can say that. that. I'm, no, I'm for real, I'm, I'm keeping it real. What's the go-to? Like, you, you go home, you're not going right to sleep. What's the go-to? Bro? I just, I, I take some, I take ten milligrams of OGs and I go. Sit <laughs> the company and man, look TV, at this guy. Man. That's it, man. That's what you do. I go chill, man. Yeah. What do you do? I know. I'd literally go home, take a hot shower, and find like a show on Netflix for a couple hours. I don't go to bed till about two three in the morning especially on game nights. oh yes that now we understand your performance on these shows you stay <laughs> oh, till 3 a.m i see how it is oh shit Train him. <laughs> what's yours i'll read a book talk to my wife watch some tv okay, yeah. okay. different options i either okay. play fortnite y'all know i love that you do play um, fortnite i do mm-hmm. or if i had an actual see this is why i can't because i have a switch i can't get an actual gaming console Cause I would play Call of Duty all the time. Gotcha. Like Fortnite is fun, don't get me wrong. But if I was at the level of Call of Duty, I would play it all the time. You would. I would play it all the time. All right. So I got to stick with Fortnite because it's like it's okay. not as. So if you put Call of Duty in the office, you 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 would probably get down. I would totally play. I've never oh, played it before. Let's go. I've never Uh-oh. played it before because I know I would be hooked. Mm-hmm. That's why I haven't played it. I've been, I've always my whole life been a yeah. video game person. Wow. Uh, okay. Or TikToks. <laughs> you know, we love some good TikToks to fall okay. asleep to. I scroll until I get the message. It's like, hey, are you scrolling? And then I'm like, right, I gotta go back. <laughs> so, okay. whatever it is that you guys got to do to have a little bit of chill, uh, make sure you guys do that. Thank you all for joining us today. We appreciate you uh, for hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow because we got... 
another game, like we said, against the Clippers. So plan to come hang out with us. We'll have a pregame show 30 minutes before uh, the game tips off. And of course, a postgame show. And y'all can talk trash about me all you want for playing Fortnite. I don't care. It's fun. Larry, can... Larry Lewis has got it. What? what he he nailed it. He said, smoke, hit the ball, and sip some crown apple. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do, Larry Lewis, we support you. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore sons. You can also follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Remember, even if the boat is sinking, we got the dinghy full of some burrows. So we all right. Hey, oh. Ahoy, hoy.